from the tomb. Tales from the tomb. <laughs> well, it is October 2 right now. It is. Yeah, we're a little late on this episode. We had a lot of stuff go on this weekend. We played our first live show back. Um, that was fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was outdoors. Yep, outdoors. Um, we had a good time. Played with a band called Dang Bro Y that uh, I've been a fan of for 30 years now almost. And that was good times. Uh, put together by our friend and artist Steve Whatstyle. Um, so yeah, so we had a little bit of recovering to do after that. Um, yeah, last weekend hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're... Uh, First live show in, what, seven months? Not 23 years not, old. Not anymore. a live stream, but an actual... Actual live event. Yeah, it that felt really good. Felt good yeah. to see people again. You know, um, stretch out next time first. Yeah. And afterwards. Yeah, it's a uh, good for the brain. Yeah. You know, it's not good for the brain. The ocean. <laughs> Being <laughs> brainwashed. <laughs> Being brainwashed. Yeah, our first story tonight is um, about a mysterious package that washed up on a uh, Lake Michigan beach. In Racine, Wisconsin, in uh, Sam Samuel Myers Park. Yeah, what the hell, dude? You go to the park. It's, you're like, I'm just gonna go to the park, have a nice day. It's a nice day. Go walk along the beach. Like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, um, a guy was looking for sea glass, and he's walking along the beach. And sea he's, glass. Sea glass for for art projects. What the hell is sea glass? It's well, it's it's I believe what it is, and you would ask me a question that I that I'm not real sure well, about, yeah. but I think what sea glass is 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 things like bottles and stuff okay, like that have been, right, right. that have been um, yeah. washed smooth by the ocean, okay. and then people use them in in various art projects. Mix it, it with macaroni, and make you a little picture macaroni and glass and glue. That that sounds very seventies thing to do. Maybe. But this happened last week or a few weeks ago that this this mysterious package washed up on the on the beach. Uh, so yeah, uh, just walking along the beach looking for crafty projects, and you find he found. A brain. <laughs> well, you're ruining the surprise, but uh, yeah, that's exactly what he found. It was it was wrapped in tin foil, and and uh, it was cl- closed with a a pink rubber band. Now, was the tin foil? Well, I gotta wonder what the purpose of the tin foil or the aluminum foil was. I don't know. Was it to keep out you know bad mojo waves from the sky? Or was it you know? So you're saying even after this brain is is out of the brain, out of the head and the skull, and washing up on a beach, you need to protect it from um, alien influence by Possib- wrapping it in tinfoil and the government reading its its brain. Maybe possibly it's washed up bobbin brain. Who knows? I don't know, but what I want to know is who finds something squishy wrapped in tinfoil on the beach and says, "I want to open this and see what's in it." Yeah, my my, I would like, oh, that's somebody's ham sandwich. <laughs> you, I'm not you know, touching that. It's gonna be that. all gritty and nasty. Oh, it's gonna and, smell bad. You know, old mayo oh, in it, God, it in the sun. Maggot said, no, it's a brain. this guy, now this guy is, um, Jimmy Senda is the fellow that that found it. He's he's a curious fella, so he opened it up and he thought uh, originally that it was chicken tenders. Well, Again, what what do you think would be in tinfoil? That's disgusting. I wouldn't touch that. Chicken tenders, ham sandwich, you know, not a brain. Yep. Yeah, the point is, though, is that he opened it up, and it's worse than you could possibly imagine. It's worse than you could possibly imagine. You think it might be a ham sandwich, which who in their right mind would open that in the first place? But then it turns out to be a brain. So he says, hmm, I thought it was chicken tenders, and then I realized it might be a brain. It had also had some flowers in there and a piece of paper that looked like it had Mandarin writing on it. It was Mandarin. They figured it 
Uh, yeah, it was but foreign. I, but I, they they said it looked like oh, Mandarin, okay. so they're not really sure. But uh, so like any normal human would you you do you would go get the authorities. I guess if you, if it looks like a human brain, maybe. I well, mean, I mean, how how I know that you know how expert are you with telling brains apart? No. No, it, right, exactly. Particularly if it's been bobbing around the ocean for God knows how long. Sea brain. Yeah, but you wouldn't be look at it and say, "Oh no, this isn't a human brain." You wouldn't know. You're like, "I'm not going to tell the authorities because I can identify this brain." I'd be like, damn it, I was hoping it was a ham sandwich. I was hungry. No, you wouldn't. Nobody would touch that thing except for except for Mister Senda here, who's very adventurous and curious. So he does go and get the get the authorities. And I this is my favorite part of the article. Um... He said that he went to go to the authorities, and they showed it to him to get a second opinion. Thought it might make make more sense to him, and uh, the authorities are recalled as uh, quoted as saying, "Yeah, it looks like a brain." It looks like a brain. <laughs> I mean, I mean that's they're they're what, pretty what else, they're pretty chill. Do do at that point? All I know is that everybody in in Racine, Wisconsin, is chill. Well, I'm I'm guessing we're getting to the point. We're not really saying it, but I'm guessing you know we're. Getting to the point that it was not a human brain. It was not a human brain. So if it's a human brain, I'm sure people would be going a little more ape shit. But even so, it's a brain but maybe, that was prepared. Right. I mean, it was. It was. Brains so don't just don't, end up wrapped in foil with flowers for no, no reason. No, we don't know what the purpose of the brain was. Was it some sort of magic ritual? I think it was some sort of sea cult out in the middle of the ocean, and it got loose and washed ashore. That's that's my theory and i'm sticking to it it's a sea cult a sea cult sea cult of of humans or atlanteans exactly oh you don't know exactly all oh. of them you don't know if it's a sub it's a military base below the sea hashtag that doing, sea cult i'm starting it today that's that's uh maybe elon musk has got an underground lab i would not doubt it and this was just the way that they pack them could be on ice got loose <laughs> the brain got loose yes well you know they actually the reason why the authorities might really not have freaked out about the brain is do you know that that's not the only thing that washes up on the beach? No, I mean crap washes up on the shore all the time. Crap yeah. and okay, so refuse but, and plastic and but that's not what I'm talking. Oh, about. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I, I I see where you're running to. No, you don't know where I'm running to. I know exactly where you're running to. <laughs> you do know where I'm running to. Mm-hmm. Feet. Right, exactly. <laughs> not only do Took brains. Took a second there. Not, yeah, I know. Not only. A, uh, on your getaway sticks, mm, yeah. get a, getaway sticks, on wash your, up. Your getaway sticks, ro- wash yeah. up on the shore, and um, the Great Lakes, evidently all the time. Feet, so feet and tennis shoes. Feet and tennis shoes. So it says here, uh, at least fifteen severed severed feet encased in running shoes or boots have washed up on Washington shores over the decades. Yeah. What? What? Yeah. Stop. So, um, the, the scientists really can't explain the brains. They don't, the brain, they don't know why the brain showed up, but they do, they do have a, a theory about why the feet show up. Uh, depressingly enough, suicides and maritime accidents. Right. And I guess the shoes preserve the feet? Well, I mean, people wear shoes. I know people wear shoes. I mean, so, you're not going to find a foot washing up on the beach in a flip-flop. Well, it could be connected to that sea cult I was telling you about, or, too. Or, or, or what, is that, what is that shoe that you wear that I can't stand? Oh, huh. the Keens? Oh, Keens. You've never heard of a foot washing up in some Keens. Y'all well, are out no, there doing hippie people, shit those somewhere. Those people are going to get away and not have a problem. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to be involved with so a sea cult. She's saying you could run real fast in Keens. Well, they're just not going to no, be involved you can't. with a sea cult. Oh, oh! People in sea cults don't wear keens. Right. 
They wear tennis shoes and hiking boots. Yes. Oh, boots. I see. I see. Well, uh, okay. <laughs> anyway, I guess that's all we have to say about that. Feats and brains. Feats and brains. Wash but up but if we do, yeah, I, I, I am going to be following the, the story. And this is in Wisconsin? Yes, Racine, Wisconsin. And they make cheese. Yes. Is that connected? I, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. But we are going to keep an eye on this story, and we're going to follow up with you if we hear anything. Uh, actually, the theme of one of our, maybe possibly the next uh, podcast we do, is we are going to follow up on some stories that have been in the news recently. Bizarre stories that everybody kind of let drop because of everything that's going on right now. But um, we're going we're gonna to follow up on a lot of stuff soon because uh, it's just bizarre but we're gonna try we're gonna i'm gonna follow oh, we may not but there's a lot of crazy we may stuff not we're but i am gonna i am gonna fo- definitely follow the uh the further we're going the, brain. In, the further we're going down into this we are opening if, a lot of weird doors yeah to news and music and right sea cults and and speaking of music um this the song that we've got that's related to our brain story is called down my spine by the writhers this is off of their august 2019 ep ghastly remainders the Riders are uh, a frightening combination of punk, horror, rockabilly, and goth. They call horror, punkabilly, death rock, and roll. That's a great little mix. Horror, punkabilly, death rock, and roll. That's awesome. That works for me. We didn't think about that. That is an amazing, that's amazing. And, and this band is really, really good. Yeah, they are. Uh, also, right now, you can go to, we're going to post a link to their Bandcamp page where you can go and or, get this EP. Um, they also are taking pre-orders for their second EP, which is called In One Gulp. So hopefully that will be out soon. Yeah, and, do your homework. Look all this crap up. Yeah. No, definitely. And, look and up the support, news articles, but even if you don't look up the news articles, look up the bands. Yeah, absolutely. Support the bands. Um, and another interesting thing about the Riders, uh, one degree of separation with the two-minute cage, is that... Uh, they we appeared on the Horror Punks USA Quarantine Compilation 2020 Volume Two mm-hmm. with the Riders. That's they were right. on that with us. Yep. And uh, that the track that was on that one that you can find is called "Kill the Monster," uh, which is also off of Ghastly Remainders. So if you guys get a chance, go download Ghastly Remainders. Give that a listen. The whole EP is fantastic. Do it. And another cool thing about the Riders is, did you know they have a Mothman song too, like the Two Minute Cage? Uh, yeah, that's amazing. Yep, and it's called Point Pleasant 1966. Mm-hmm. Great minds think alike. And the first line of our song is references 1966 mm-hmm. as well. Glad we got the year right And did that. you know that the Riders also have an accordion? That's, that's, that's awesome. That is totally awesome. We come from a place where accordion is somewhat normal, but we, yeah. don't, we don't have any accordion. We don't know any accordion players. We should, but we don't. No. But that's amazing that they did that. Yeah, and I love that they incorporate I, I that into their music. That. So definitely check out the Riders. Um and this is their song Down My Spine off of their EP Ghastly Remainders. Turn it up. I'm now is what have I done? 
labor's just to be destroyed by the warning signal But the truth is increased, I'll read all of which is reinforcing my response I can't take it, I'm a terror question to me The oppressor knows of me, he gets for me Be unconscious because I can feel it as it's running down my spine Seemingly that my indifference a creature That should not be shifting towards my position What do you think my life would be? Okay, that was The Writhers with Down My Spine off their 2019 EP, Ghastly Reminders. Not Ghastly Remainders. Reminders. Yeah, I flubbed that up in the last segment. We're going to do post-it notes. But we love The Writhers. We're going to put a link to their Bandcamp page in the notes. So yeah, do your homework. Check them look out. them up. Listen to them. Yep. Rock out. Speaking of uh, rocking out and weird stuff. So, let's say you're in Sweden and you decide to go to the museum. What kind of things you might expect to see in a museum in Sweden? I don't know. Swedish art? Swedish art, possibly. Swedish folk art? I don't know. What about uh, maggoty cheese? Uh, no. What about gin brewed with 62 wood ants? No, what, certainly not. What the hell are we talking about? Yeah, well, evidently you can see those, or, or I guess... You can see them, yeah. You can view them. Those things at the uh, the disgusting food museum in Malmo, Sweden. Right. Yeah, that's pretty gross. I I don't know. I don't know. They they have a lot of stuff on. I guess on display. I think that they they actually do brew brew a few of these each year. Uh, The ant gin, I can see that. I mean, that's pretty. You know, that's not too crazy. You know. Uh, oh, so okay, so four four of these alcoholic beverages on display are still manufactured by are man, are manufactured by the museum right. itself. Mm-hmm. But evidently, these are all um, alcohols that are actually made around the world. Mm-hmm. So we have uh, gin brewed with ants. You know that sounds good. It said it, had, it, said it has uh, some nice citrus notes to it. Yeah, like that sharp sounds, citrus notes. That sounds fun. I would taste that. I, I bet that would be good. It's called anti-gen. Of course it's called anti-gen. What else are you going to name it? Anti-gen. <laughs> it's the world's first gin brewed with insects, I'm according not a big, to the manufacturer. I'm not the biggest gin fan, but uh, but uh, I would try that one. Yeah, you know, everybody uh, everybody wants to be first at something, I suppose. Yeah. So, ant-gen. What about, a, a, I heard something about a, uh, a 55% ABV beer? Yeah. Scottish beer? Yeah, it's the strongest beer in the world. Fifty-five percent ABV. Of course, yes. No, no, Scottish beer—that makes sense. Well, the most for the most for you that don't know, the uh, average beer runs about four point five percent ABV. Yeah, depending on what kind of beer you're into, but yeah, four 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 percent is a good start. Yeah, yeah, for children. No. Yeah, for kids, <laughs> not from New Orleans. No, um, no, we're we're a fan of the hops, so yeah, I think we you know good seven percent is a good place to start and my opinion but yeah but not 55 percent. no 55 percent. that's there's not enough advil you gotta stock up on advil if you're gonna be drinking that nonsense but the 55 percent isn't the weirdest part about the beer 
No. It is weird because, I mean, that's got to be hard to make a 55%. It can't ABV taste good. Beer. No, it can't taste good at all. I wouldn't. It's got to taste like just rubbing alcohol. Right. Gasoline, like tractor fuel, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I know Sam Adams makes a very special and uh, very limited edition high ABV beer, but it's nowhere near 50, 55%. No. I, I actually did look that up. Huh. That's crazy. Yeah, but that's not the weirdest part about the beer. No. The weirdest part is that uh, if you drink it, you're going to look like you're in that old, what was that video with Chevy Chase and Simon Garfunkel with all the all the taxidermy animals oh, singing um, on the wall? Great. Now, now that you're going to bring that up. All right. If you be my bodyguard, bodyguard I'm not going to be alone. Call me Al. Call me Al, yeah. The, so if you've seen they... that video, this, uh, this beer could have been in that video. Okay, that's still not the weirdest thing about the beer. No. Do you know what the weirdest thing about the beer is? They serve it in a squirrel. <laughs> they serve it in a taxidermied squirrel. So if you drink this nonsense, you it's basically it looks like a, a bottle shoved into a taxidermy squirrel. I just I just don't I, I can't understand sitting around and be like, let's do something that nobody else has done. I want to brew the strongest beer in the world. Well, and then you and then you do it. it, it it's Scottish. Yeah, I, but but wait. But you still brew this by far the strongest beer in the world, and then you say but this isn't enough. No, it's not enough. I don't even know if it's beer at that point, but that's that's that doesn't matter. I don't know. It's being categorized as beer in the article that we yeah, read, which that, we're going to put a that's link a whole to other on that. Discussion, can, you know, we're not going to get um, into beer, not beer. No, no. And, and there's there's even even worse things at the uh, disgusting food museum in Malmo, Sweden. Yeah, because I mean, look, we're working up to I, the I'm, really gross stuff. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I don't think a 55% ABV beer in a taxidermy squirrel would be tasty, but I would still try that. I mean, you pour, I you pour a little bit in a shot, I'll, I'll try that, you know, maybe have to chase it with the anti-gin afterwards with the citrus, citrusy flavor to wash out Ugh. the, uh... I'm gonna pass. The nasty squirrel beer taste. Uh, there's also whale testicle beer flavored with the smoked dung, smoked dung of Icelandic sheep. Well, look, if you're gonna make it, if you're gonna use whale testicles, you have to use smoked dong everybody knows that <laughs> oh yes it pairs very nicely it's a very long process you can't cut any corners and just throw some whale balls in a in a brewer and make yourself some some beer you, you gotta use the smoked dong can, can we go wait i have to you know what before we go on with that i have to go back to the ant gen mm -hmm. because even though it's even though it's brewed with the ants they said around 62. 62 wood ants. But why use. is the number 62? Because 62 is better than 61. Ugh. But 63. How do they figure that out? 63 would be too much. Who's counting the ants? Well, clearly somebody is. Yeah, but how did they figure out at that 63 number? 63 is way too much, dude. Oh, God. I don't. I just I don't understand. 61 is not enough. You got to have 62. All right. Well, anyway, I had to go back to the ant thing. because. But I, I would I totally don't... try the gin, and I don't even need juice with it. No, no juice. All right, you try it straight. Well, straight. whenever we get to Neat. Sweden, uh, we're gonna we're gonna follow up on this story. Yeah. Hopefully, one day when we can fly again, we'll travel to Sweden and let you guys know. Or if you guys are in the Sweden area, hey, my old drummer, he lives in Sweden. Maybe I'll contact oh. him and ask him. Say, hey, do you live close to this museum? Yes. Go send, try it yes. out. Make yourself sick and send us a video. Oh please. Wait, no. Okay. Yeah. No. Send. Send. Yeah, send Henrik to the Malmo Museum in Sweden. Yeah, I should ask him about that, actually. Oh, please. I don't know if he's anywhere close to there, but... Well, he needs to probably not. Think, for science. I think he lives in the suburbs of somewhere around Stockholm. For, sci for, for science. 
for science, he should. Yeah, I agree. But anyway, getting back to the uh, the whale testicle beer, it's a seasonal product because they don't have it year-round. Imagine not having a market for it year-round. Iceland is, what is up with Iceland and their weird fermented stuff? I don't you know. You know, they got the fermented shark flesh. Yeah, but we talk about, you know, you talk about fermentation a lot, though. A lot of times, like, in, in cold regions or places where, you know, it, you want to save your food. You know, you want to be able to preserve your food. So you would you you would think that fermentation, you would have more fermentation in areas where they have to preserve their food. I, I get that, but, I mean, you're... I'm, you're in Iceland. What do you need to preserve? It's it's you live in a freezer. Okay, but it's it's but it would be it would be traditional though. You know? I get that. I get that. If maybe in times of need, you would ferment things to make them last longer. You know, our our guitar player Taylor, he he actually tried that. Uh, I would try that. Flesh. He he. I, I would try it, but I know it would not like it. He basically said it tastes like ammonia. Yeah, but we you know we have things here and and. We do. Louisiana, I mean, that people certainly wouldn't understand. You know, yeah, right. Real boudin served in real casing, stuff mm. like that. You know, that's all. A lot of people don't understand crawfish. They don't understand crawfish. Shoe peak. They shoe peak. Well, not even people. A lot of people here don't eat shoe peak, but some people do. Yeah. Um. You know, a lot of people th- consider catfish to be dirty. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know they're bottom feeders, but catfish is a big deal here. So. Yeah, we eat a lot of things that that people wouldn't mm-hmm. normally eat. I think so. I think I I know that we're extremely adventurous here with what we try to eat. Yeah. So just because it's not, just because it seems weird, you know. Yeah, we'll we'll still we'll still continue to we'll still, we'll still continue to try most things. Like but the general rule down here is if if it moves and you can kill it, you can fry it or boil it. Somehow, yeah. Probably. Yeah, we eat a lot of weird stuff down mm-hmm. here. So you know, I, we can't really can't really pass judgment on some of this stuff. But there is something I am gonna probably uh, probably disagree yeah, with. Yeah, there's one right? thing. The, I'm, the one I'm... last one that we got to talk about, which is enough to to gag a maggot, as they would say, is um, a a Korean feces wine. Not well, not just any kind of feces. Chicha, I believe. It, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that properly. Right, but what kind of poop is we talking about? Uh, it's human. Oh, yeah. human poop wine. It's a it's a ancient beer made from corn. That is. Uh, oh no no no. Let's see. That I'm sorry. That's not. That's not. It's not called. I don't know what the Korean feces beer is called. That's something different. Uh, the chicha is an ancient beer made from corn that's chewed before fermenting. Yeah. The, oh the yeah. Korean they, feces chew it, they, wine, they chew the corn in their mouth and they spit it out and they make this big batch of, you know, backwash and 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 chewed up corn stuff. And I'm not drinking that either. Yeah. I just. Uh, I, I would. I would have to pass up on. If the, there's uh, human fluids or waste products involved, I, I don't think I'm interested. Yeah. It's a, actually it's a called I don't, I can't pronounce what this one from a but it's a it's considered a medicinal remedy, probably not by everybody. Well, but. you know they say you say medicinal remedy now you know how different is that from uh what is it the 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 fecal transplants that Maybe. is that is an actual thing that Maybe. what we do here in the West like that's an actual thing. So how different is that from this fermented poop wine? Well, I don't know. We're going to have to follow up on that and see what medicinal purposes that they say it has, because I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, uh, right. I'm curious to know, though, if, if they're connected, if they maybe treat, yeah, you're treat, talking about treat the, the same You're things. talking about the C. diff. Uh, yes. Yeah, uh-huh. the treatment. So, I mean, that's possible. you got to wonder. I mean, look, if you're in that situation, do you do you get the transplant or do you drink a bottle of this wine? I don't, I don't know. know. We don't know that that's what they're using no, it medicinally for, but but it is. I'm going to follow up on that and find out for sure. That's very interesting. But as far as like you know, a party atmosphere, and you don't want the poop on. No, um, there was a study though, uh, and, and the question is, is why do we 
feel the need to try things that we might find disgusting. Like, you know, you're kind of like compelled to try. Because if you think it's disgusting, you try it and you like it. It's like a, you know, take a sense of pride and like, ah, I can drink this. You and you can't. This is lovely. What are you talking about? You know? Well, live science, um, who did a, uh, I believe is the one that actually did this, the article that we're referencing now. They also did a study back in 2011. And then they said, um, the way that you vote may be reflected in the way that you eat. They said that conservative people are sometimes less likely to try new thing, try uh, bizarre things. And, and sometimes not, uh, you know, yeah, I'm not commenting on that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 interesting though. But uh, I'm, you know, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, uh, I buy into that. But. Yeah. Well, you know, they're doing a study every week, so sure. so that's you know, we're not really sure about that. But uh, you know, sometimes you know what they say. Sometimes you gotta listen to the best band on the planet. Sometimes you gotta listen to the best band on the planet. Sometimes you gotta listen to a little story about your friend named Chuck. Yep, that's sometimes right. Sometimes you gotta listen to. A band that uh, things might get broken if you go see them. Well, you can't see them live anymore, but they were the, one of the greatest bands. Yeah, they, they became a different band, but uh, back in 1995, one of the greatest albums ever was put out by a little band called The Pests. Yep, it was called Simplified. Simplified. In that 1995, album, you can find find that on it's on Spotify and all that good stuff. Um, but uh. Sometimes you just got to get drunk. Sometimes all you got to do is get drunk. That's right. This is an anthem. Yes. This is called Drunk by the Pest off of 1995 Simplified. Mm -hmm. Check it out and definitely turn this up. Yes. Shut up! 
Okay, that was the pest off of their 1995 album Simplified with Drunk. We are going to have a link to their Bandcamp page um, or a place where you can buy that album, which is, in my opinion, one of the best punk albums of all time. They have a lot of other stuff on there, too. And if you like the past, delve even deeper and look into what they're doing these days. Yeah, Chuck and Steve have a new project called Death Ed. Death Ed is sort of like education. You know, you get your physical education teacher. Your There's nothing teacher. educational about it. No, it's no, death, you'll, you'll probably be dumber after education. you listen to it. So right. If you like the past, dig a little deeper. and. Uh... They got a brand new album out called Levy Metal. Yeah. Well, that's no, that's not their latest album, but that is one of them. Oh, they For do sure. have something else. Maybe yeah, they're always putting stuff I, I, out. They That's put out so like, much huge body material and all the stuff the is... The genius of Steve is that he's constantly writing. And all so. the stuff is is hooky and poppy. Mm-hmm. Again, some of the best the best and most the most innovative punk rock I've ever heard. I think so. I mean, look, you ever see any of our stuff and you see me wearing the jacket with the death head patch? That's who that's in reference to because that's what they're doing now. But before all that was The Pest, which was a mighty, mighty project which made a lot of people around here happy yeah yeah we miss them because sometimes you just need to get drunk yes so um a topic that we haven't really delved into a little bit we've talked about bigfoot sasquatch a little bit but something that we really haven't talked about is cryptozoology right which kind of got us into all this whole world yeah we started with cryptozoology but first i'd like to talk about what what it is and what what I wouldn't say what it isn't, but it it's a lot bigger than people think it, it is. is. A lot of people think cryptozoology is just a study of Mothman, Bigfoot, um, Loch Ness monster, Loch Ness monster, friend, kind of fringe stuff. Slenderman. Uh, I don't know. even know about Slenderman. Slenderman is more more in the folklore. Right, but, Bray Road monster. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, a lot of people think it's it's all monsters and 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 mostly identify with Sasquatch, but it's it's a whole lot more than that. It is that, but it's also more. It is that, but it's more than that. Um, it literally means the study of hidden hidden animals, and that compromises that co- comprises more than Bigfoot that you can't see. It's also animals that are thought to be extinct, mm-hmm. and that animals that through uh, stories and sketches and things passed down. Um, through generations, the people find out that these things really exist. Giant squids, the o- giant squids is a really interesting. I those are, those fascinate me. We're gonna have to do another segment on yeah, this, that one um, day. the okapi, mm-hmm. and uh, now they were at one point in time all legends, right? But now they're recognized by science, right? Um, the the Bigfoot and the Loch Ness monster, we want that stuff to exist. Still waiting on that DNA. No, I know. We're still waiting on the DNA. So if you could steal Bigfoot DNA, if you could steal alien, uh, anything off an alien craft, mm-hmm. which has got nothing to do with crypto. Get our buddy Todd to test it out yep. in his DNA machine. He'll <laughs> confirm it or deny it. Um, but yeah, so so it's it's more than... It's more than just Bigfoot and Loch Ness Monster and things like that. It's mm-hmm. animals that are rumored to and then proven to rumored to exist, often a lot of times proven to exist, or animals that we thought were extinct that are not. Right. So that brings us to some really, really super exciting news and what I consider to be the cryptozoology front. Right. Um, it's uh, the New Guinea singing dog. Yeah, what the hell? Yeah, it's extremely rare. It's best known for its barks and howls. And it's able to make harmonic sounds that have been compared to the humpback whale. Now they believed that um, that they weren't in, they were no longer in the wild, right? And that they were extinct in the wild. 
But they're now finding out that... Uh, they found some. They yeah. found 15 of them. Yeah. Or no, there were 15 of them in, in captivity that they were breeding, so they're kind of... About 200. 200. 200 in captivity. Ca- yeah. Right. They came from and, 15. Uh, they're, they're descendants of the wild dogs, but now that they have found that, um, you know, that they still uh, exist out in the wild, which we that nobody knew. So that's right. really it's exciting. Been, none have been seen in their natural habitat for 50 years until 2016. And they located and started studying 15 wild dogs. And their DNA of the wild dogs does match up with the ones that are in captivity. Yeah, that's that's really... So they have a 70% genetic overlap with the captive population, which is pretty interesting. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, why and don't New we... New Guinea is the second largest island in the world, in case you wanted to know. So, second largest island in the world, and they, they, they found these guys roaming around, so... Uh, I think we've got to play a little audio from one of these fellas. Yeah, and um, did I mention that they uh, have a, a similar, um, similar, I guess, howl to the humpback whale? I mean, yeah, they, they sound howl. like the humpback whale, but yet the the way they run around, they climb and they jump. The way they act, climb and jump, they act like cats. So, they, yeah, their harmonic sounds have been compared to the calls of a humpback. So they're whale. dogs, but they move around like cats, and they sound similar to a humpback whale. That's amazing. Yeah, we got to hear what this sounds yeah, like. Yeah, play that, okay. play a little I'm, bit I'm of that. play a little bit of this dog singing for you. That's haunting. Yeah. So, I guess if you're one of these dogs and you're hanging out, that's what you do. You just howl like that. I mean, it, at first, if I were to hear that unexpectedly, it'd scare the living hell out of me. But uh, at the same time, it's like, I got to check this out. Yeah. It does sound familiar. We have, a, we have a dog. One of our dogs sounds somewhat like that. We don't have any audio of him. But uh, he's a howler and a screamer like that. Hmm. Yeah, he does. When when we leave, he doesn't like it very much. Well, he was much. a rescue, so when he first came to live with us, he would, uh, you know, scream and howl. Not somewhat similar to that, but not exactly like that. But uh, it definitely reminds me of that. When uh, you know, because he didn't have his routine, but now he has his routine and he's all fine and dandy. But yeah, we used to check him out on the uh, security cam and could hear him screaming like that. Yeah, so maybe maybe Eli is part. Uh, pop- I would- I would, part New Guinea singing dog. I would not be surprised because he does have a lot of characteristics that are very cat-like. So, you know, and these dogs are, you know, apparently they climb and they run around like cats. So who knows? I think Eli is um, dog. Uh, yeah. D-A-W-G. D-A-W-G dog. He's just a neurotic <laughs> dog. Yeah, he's a little pit bull lab thing. But, right. but you know, we're going to say that we're going to... We're gonna say that he sings like a. I'm gonna tell him that. But we're gonna tell better. him that. We're gonna tell him he's extremely rare and special. Mm-hmm. Which we tell him that anyway. Right. Yeah. Well, you know what? You who you don't want to hear singing. Who do we not want to hear singing? We definitely don't want to hear Cujo singing. No. <laughs> no. But um, there is a great song called Cujo by Nick Flagstar and his Dirty Mangy Dogs. Mm. 
So that ties in nicely. Um, this song is off their Hard Times album from 2016. Nice. Now, Nick Flagstar and his Dirty Mangy Dogs um, are led by Florida singer and songwriter Nick Flagstar Dudley. Okay. Um, originally formed in 2003, uh, they are play a unique style of rock and roll, leaning heavily on honky-tonk and punk rock. That's a nice combo. Um, but they blend... They blend many genres. They have a very sideshow sound. Mm -hmm. And they also, I don't know if you know this, but they also wrote and performed the theme song to Nightmare Theater out of Florida. Get the hell out of yes! here. Yes! Uh, that are airing on uh, PBS stations throughout Florida in the Deep South. So we would love to do a show one day, a team up with Nick Flagstar and his Dirty Mangy Dogs. Yeah, I want to go to Florida. This stuff is really, really good. We're going to put a link again to uh, Nick Flagstar and his Dirty Mangy Dogs. Uh, to his band camp where you can pick up this album and other material that he's put out throughout mm -hmm. the years. Everything is really, really good. Good stuff. Yeah. So, uh, without further ado, this is Cujo off the Hard Times album from 2016 by Nick Flagstar and his Dirty Mangy Dogs.
Okay, that was Nick Flagstar and his Dirty Mangy Dogs with Cujo off the Hard Times album from 2016. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Yeah, and we're going to continue to bring you guys more uh, new music. New music, weird stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, you know, that's what we well, like to do. new music and old music. We're new gonna... music, oh, yeah, it's true. New to you, maybe not new to some people, you know. We're going to dig up some stuff that we think should not be should not for, be forgotten. Forgotten, right. You like, got to hear it. Like like the pests. Mm-hmm. Um, and we hope play, like some local stuff, but we want to play national and international tracks too. So if you have anything that you uh, would like for us to play, we're looking for all types of music. Sean and I really love everything. Yeah, just kind of. I can't. Us, I can't actually us. can't think of a genre of music I don't like. No, it's very few. honestly very we few like far between. If it's interesting and honest, you know. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we're into all that stuff. Yeah. Or if you have any weird stories that you want to share with us. Spooky and weird is always you know on the plus side, but. And hopefully we're gonna be um, having some guests on soon. We're gonna try to work that out. We're real new to the podcasting game. Mm-hmm. Um. Most of the time, this is just stuff that we talk about normally. Right. So we wanted to share it with you, get you guys. Right. Uh, we do have some. Talking. We do have some plans. Uh, you know, to have some guests on via Zoom, you know, or Skype or whatever it is. All the crazy kids doing these days, and you know, have some uh, you know, conversations about that. We got some really interesting people we know lined up for that. So. And literally every day, I read something weird going on in the news. I know. I can't keep up. I can't keep it. There's so much cool stuff happening. Great stuff. Yeah. That has nothing to do with any of the nonsense stuff that's being pumped into your brain, you know, via mainstream media. But, uh, you know, fun and interesting stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Just fun stuff that we find find out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we were also going to, like I said, follow up on some of the topics that maybe have been kind of like passed over. Um and, and forgotten about that we think deserves a follow-up. So we follow those stories right. as well. And now that it's October, maybe we'll try to do some a uh, little more, you know, Halloween-themed oh, I hope stories. So. We definitely want to do a Halloween-themed uh, episode. Yeah. So we're going to have some, certainly going to have some fun with that, play some different music, you know, maybe some different intro-outro music for that one in particular. Um, who knows? Yeah. Anyway, well, thank you guys so much for listening this week. Uh, this has been episode three of tales from the tomb podcast Mm -hmm. and i'm kim i'm sean and we will see you guys soon later What's up? This is James D. Lamont from It Came From The Flyweight Productions inviting you to listen to Culture Shock every second Monday right here on WithoutYourHead.com.